welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Saturday, March 26th, 2022. It is, what, 243 UTC. As I said, 243 UTC, it turned 243 UTC. Um, I'm Sam Enter. Yvonne Bo is here. Hello, Yvonne. Uh, 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 aloha. Oh, uh, changing it up, going with the Hawaiian thing. Sure. Because, you know, sometime, sometimes Yvonne is Puerto Rican, sometimes he's Russian, now he's Hawaiian. You know, I like Hawaii, by the way, <laughs> but I am not Hawaiian. I, but I must admit that Hawaii is fantastic. I've okay? never been there. Never been there. It's it's that you would love the weather. It's <laughs> you know you know you said you like the seventies thing yeah. somewhere there. Very you know in the summer it was right there perfect. Okay, when I went there, low okay. humidity. Um, you know, I, I I definitely was just enchanted by the weather. Okay. Um, okay. I, I, I gotta say, uh, you know, and it's really cool. I mean, in, in Maui, I mean, you know, Puerto Rico has like mountains that maybe the, the highest peak is like four or 5,000 feet. And, you know, Maui has a massive mountain. It was a volcano. I mean, you see snow cap up there. Right. Okay. And so that's really, I mean, that's really majestic to see. It's really that, that part is, you know, always find those. Like I, I did like, you, you know, you live in, uh, Seattle area and yeah. what the hell's the da- damn Mount Rainier. Name of the Mount Rainier. Rainier. I mean that view. I mean I remember you know we got up on the Space Needle and seeing Mount Rainier and we wound up being there on a clear day, which isn't that normal. We had a beautiful, gorgeous view. Of, I was like, whoa, damn. Yeah. And w- and where I am a bit north of Seattle, uh, you can actually see, on, on good days you can see a, a few other mountain ranges and a couple other volcanoes. You know, so yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're going down the street, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, mountains right yes. there in front of me. Yeah, Florida here is like completely flat as a pancake. You don't really see any mountains at all. I mean, you know, and that I, I will say that there are significant advantages to that most of the time. <laughs> um, you know, uh, it, 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 you know. I, I lived somewhere that was like very hilly. Okay, I don't know if you recall when we went to my house, but it, it was oh not, in Puerto Rico. In Puerto oh yeah, I, I was Puerto thinking in, in in Pittsburgh. We had no, no, Pittsburgh. no. Well, Pittsburgh too was hilly, but no, Puerto Rico was like extremely mountainous. I mean, where the hell I where the hell I lived? This was not you know. I remember a couple of times like you try to go like take a bike ride through there, suicide. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, the, the, <laughs> I mean, it's just the, that kind of stuff. Like. uh yeah, you know, I, I I will say that it was very good to learn how to do, uh, uh, you know, uh, hill starts with a stick shift. I mean, look, I mean, I had those down like pretty quick. I, I mean, I I see people in certain places that haven't lived in a place like that, but mm-hmm. I see that are always like pulling the parking brake and doing this entire thing to go up a hill, and I'm like, what are you guys doing? I mean, I'm like, I don't need that shit. Yeah, you know? I mean, I just you know whatever it could be as as bad as you want on, on a hill. And I could like pop a clutch and like go up a hill without rolling back without a problem. I don't need that crap. But anyway, but, but, um, you know, mountains. Yeah. So I said, Aloha. Oh yes. You know? Yeah. So anyway, uh, our agenda for today, uh, is that we are of course going to do our usual, but first, which I guess we kind of have started already, uh, but we'll each have, you know, something to say. And, uh, then, we will, um, 
well, it, we'll, we'll use Yvonne's name this time. It's Potpourri. Potpourri. Yeah, I know. You all decided to use my name. I was shocked that you actually repeated it. That's just yeah. Yeah. We're going to do Potpourri, um, which basically, you know, it feels like we don't need to do an entire show on Ukraine again. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Um, but things have gotten a little bit more static and blah, blah, blah. I'm sure one of our topics will be Ukraine related, but uh, we're, we're going to do the thing where Yvonne and I alternate picking topics for a couple rounds and, uh, and, and then we end the show. So I don't want to forget as a mentioned that Bruce, Ah, our listener, long time listener did come down to Boca and did pay off his bet. I don't know if we said on the radio, uh, on the radio, radio, what radio, what are we talking? (laughs) No, this was only on the Curmudgeon's Corner Slack. So on the Slack, no. So on the podcast, on the Slack, he had bet me and and this is a terrible bet. I did not want to win this bet. I really want to pay it off. He said, uh, he thought that, uh, the Russians weren't going to start a war. Mm. And I was like, look, I think you're wrong. This war is happening. I mean, I think the intelligence said, no, no, no. Well, unfortunately I won this bet. Uh, so Bruce, uh, uh, paid off, paid off his bet in person. He took, we, we went to lunch. Okay. Uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I apparently, uh, I've realized now that I've gone out to lunch on two straight days with a couple <laughs> of different people. Uh, it, it happened with Bruce yesterday. I realized that I am more a little bit of the extravagant going out to lunch kind of person. I, I am not, you know, when they talk about those old stories about the three martini lunches or whatever, whatnot. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the guy that they were talking about. <laughs> okay, you know, I definitely am the guy. It, 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 this is it, I. I don't know how I, I got so uh, used to just. I mean, if I'm look, I, I usually work very long days. I mean, I okay. really do. And so, if I take a break, for, usually there are many days where I just grab a sandwich and don't go out to lunch. But if I have the time to go out to lunch, it's a nice period for me to just relax, decompress. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Just to take a break because I mean, there are days that I'm sitting in front of a computer all freaking day long since morning until night, um, you know, taking calls or whatever. And it's just very stressful. So right now it's just, if I get a chance to go out and have lunch, you know, it's like, ah, you know, it's a nice respite, you know, to get out and whatever, and just not, you know, not have to worry about as well. I'll get calls or some stuff or whatever during lunch, which I did. This time, but it, but it's just it's it's just a more relaxed thing, okay. And so you know, and uh, uh but yeah, I, I apparently I'm the guy that they were the cut type of person they were thinking about. So you had a good lunch with Bruce. Yes, yes, yes. Lunch was was excellent. We had a great chat. Everything it's really good. Thank you, Bruce, for coming down and you know for being stand up guy and you know paying off you know paying off the debt. You know, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, bet unfortunately, you know, I really did not want to win. I would have been very very happy to have paid for lunch. Okay, all right, but you know, right, it didn't turn out that way. So anyway, so so I did that. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, other than that, uh, in terms of like uh, uh, stuff. Can I just say something? Tea is hot. Wait, is is, is tea now going to be your your yep. butt first, or was it Bruce or both? Tea, tea. Okay, you're going to talk about tea. I got burnt my tea in my belly. Y- you know, I, I, you know, the temperature of the tea is something you can control before well, you drink. Here it. is the thing. Okay, <laughs> um, look, my advice to you is don't try to drink tea on a hammock. 
on a hammock. I yes, think this might go for any hot beverage. I think, well, yes, I think it goes for any hot beverage. <laughs> I tried to do this. Okay. Oh, my wait, wife so, made let me, some wait, tea. Let me, wait, let me, let me. So wait, when you say you burnt your stomach, you mean on the outside, not yes. like after drinking. No, okay, no. Okay. I spilled it on me, on my, <laughs> on my belly because my wife made me some tea. Okay. And I'm like, well, this is good. It's nice. I can enjoy then some you, tea. Then she's bringing the tea and then she's telling me, oh my God, oh my God, be careful. It's very hot. And I'm on the hammock and I'm like, <laughs> but, but, but how am I supposed to do this? I, I'm on the hammock. This isn't very, I, 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 so, okay, fine. So I grab the tea and I grab it by the handle and I'm trying to figure out what the hell do I do with this day with the tea? Because I want the tea, but I don't want to get burnt by the tea. Yeah, Look, yeah. Okay. Let me just say that there is no way to get a, a, something like that at tea, and there is no uh, gracious way to be able to move off the hammock and put it somewhere down solid before you basically just spill it all over yourself. And so yeah. I got burnt by the tea. I, 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 my, 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 my belly. Went, it went through my shirt, my belly. I had these big. I was like, I got burnt. Not too badly. I mean, it's just fine. It not not like hot. you went to the ER or something. Just, no, no, just, no, yeah. no. But, 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 but look, my suggestion is bottom line, don't try to drink the tea on a hammock. You know, I'd actually even, I mean, obviously hot drinks have the most burn potential, Yeah. but, but I would, I would go further and say, if you're on a hammock and you want to drink something, you're going to want to drink something that's in like one of those containers that, that would be you can, ideal. Like, with yes. a, at least a straw or even one of those, like, well, you know, those here, squishy little straws that only well, open when you, my with, wife, here's the thing. Okay. The other thing with the thing and the thing is that, okay, sometimes I will drink my espresso on the hammock. Okay. But, 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 but here's the, the thing, another thing, yeah. this, will, this episode will be called The Thing at this rate. Okay, The Thing. Is, gotcha. the thing is that I use a larger mug and I don't fill it up that much with espresso. So really on the outside, it's not hot at all. Okay. Okay. Because it's only like maybe less than half full because espresso is not big, but I'm using one of these full coffee mugs that's meant for like regular coffee instead of like using the small espresso cups, which I do have. But I do that on purpose. I do that because it's more difficult to spill. Okay. If it's in there, I'm just not going to spill it accidentally. So if I hold it and I'm, I can put it like on me or near me on the hammock. It's not like any sudden movement is going to spill it. And usually I will drink it. It's not that big. So I'll drink it relatively fast. Whereas a tea, you have to sip it. You're going to have for a while. You're not going to guzzle up a, 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 a tea. But, but, yeah, but I mean, you but, could, but I don't. You think, could, but it's no, that's it's not, not what you want to do. No, no, no. So, yeah, I think that she saw me like, okay, well, he can drink an espresso on the hammock. Why not a tea? Well, no, tea doesn't work. Espresso, I could, I could figure it out. Tea, no. So that's my conclusion. That that's what your conclusion. Tea, yes, yeah. Okay, my my uh, this is our curmudgeon's corner top tip. No tea on the hammock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now we can I, have I, a I, section on curmudgeon's corner top tips. Maybe we could just start on top tips, or or like every, every we can recommend a beverage. Yes. Yes. Right, right now, what I have in front of me 
is water. Nice. Is it, you know, what? Take a little sip okay. of the water right there. Yep. All right. So how do you, where do you get your water from? Um, so it, it, it's, it, it's just tap water, but we do filter it. You do you filter, know? but, but, but do you, okay. But my question is, do you have a filter on the tap? In the, no, in, so, in the kitchen? No. So what was it well, under a refrigerator? The, what, what, is what, a, you... the, what the water that I am. Oh, actually, I, I just realized. Yeah. Normally I get my water from the fridge through the, 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 you know, you stick your cup in and it pours water out. It's built into yeah, the, the dispenser. Fridge. Okay. And, right. and, and, and it goes through a filter before it dispenses normally, but actually normally. this time. Um, I was already upstairs getting ready for the podcast. I didn't want to go downstairs. I, I, I just filled it up in the bathroom sink. Actually. I, I have to say that water does taste differently if it's filtered. Yeah. The, it it well, is not the, the as point. tasty. It is not as tasty. Well, I think a lot of people say it is because of the, well, well, it's like for health reasons or whatever, which Wait, I don't, not, I don't, not as, not as tasty filtered. See th- this, this entirely, I, I, I like, I like the filtered water better. I don't, yeah, the tap I, water to me just, I, well, I, what I found, sure. look, the, here's what's key about this is this varies highly depending on where you are and like the age of the infrastructure and stuff. Because okay. like, I remember when I moved when, I, you know, I, various times in my life, I've moved to different places mm-hmm. and the water as it tastes directly out of the tap has been very different in different locations. Okay. I, I totally believe that. I, and, I, 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 and I, and I, I remember I, I actually, I will call that a fact. And remember, and, and like, I remember, for instance, when I moved as a child from North Carolina to Indianapolis for a while, I found, oh my Indi- God, no. In, in in Indiana water, I, it's it, undrinkable from the tap. Exactly, I was. That's exactly what I was. Oh gonna my say. god! I Indiana water is undrinkable from the tap. I, I yeah, I could not drink it. Like I had drunk water a lot previously. When I went to Indiana, it was like I cannot drink this. I started drinking a lot more soda, and then I think we may have figured out Brita filters or something at that point. I mm-hmm. forget. It was like I was nine years old or ten years old or something. So I don't really remember. But I remember thinking oh my god i can't drink this mom you know i need something i need something else i can't drink this water this is foul you know <laughs> and uh whereas here like you know i i i i'd built in the preference for filtered water by other places i've lived and so that was sort of the default uh you know we we in Wherever we were before this, we always used Brita filters, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then after I'd been here a while, I realized that actually that the your tap, tap water, water is pretty good. It's not that bad. Like, I mean, I still like prefer probably to get the filtered water out of the e- either. We still have like a Brita p- pitcher somewhere around and we but most of the time it's just out of the fridge because it filters too. Yeah. Um, but like like this do, situation. Do you change the filter? In the yes. Fridge? Yes. Okay, so it's not like the other like things that you know, like go beep and stuff. This one you do, you get, you guys change. Well, I mean, after it tells you you need it, I mean, it yeah, when it when it goes lot. red, you guys just don't stare at it red for six months. Well, six months, I don't know. After <laughs> after a year or two, we'll change it. I don't know. You know, we'll get to it eventually. <laughs> okay, all right, just check. No, we'll, but it starts to taste bad if you don't change it too much. 
Well, yeah, I've so. never gotten. I've never gotten to that point. Okay, so, all right. It's okay, probably sorry. like the mold growing inside it or something. I uh, lovely, but, great. <laughs> no, no. We you usually we're not that bad about it. We now we won't necessarily change it the day it go. It tells you to, but we're not not months and months and months usually. Um, but the point was here. Like here, you know. Yes, I prefer the filtered version, but if like I did right now. I'm like, I didn't want to go downstairs. I just got some from the closest tap and it was fine. It's fine. I'm drinking it right now. I, I will say that water from the tap in Boston tastes uh, pretty decent. Okay. Uh, they didn't have like uh, uh, usually like bottled water in the room like uh, daily. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so I don't know. I kept, I was grabbing their tap water and their tap water is actually quite good. I, I was like, oh, okay, this is nice. I will say that in Florida, I filter it. I, I've noticed that when you don't, uh, I noticed that the taste, uh, it, it's not undrinkable like Indiana water, but, but it doesn't taste as well as filtered. Um, the, from what I've observed here, especially because we get a lot of under you know, aquifer water uh, uh, from underground, okay. a lot of like, uh, a lot of sediment, um, in it. Mm, um, right, right. Uh, you get a lot of, uh, you know, the, the, the water here is hard. Okay. So you do get a lot of hard water staining, not mm. as bad as I've seen in certain places. Like, oh my God, where my brother lives in Texas, which is like, I mean, if you don't have a water softener, basically all your faucets will go bad in like a year. It's just crazy. I've never seen a place with like hard, that's the hardest water ever, but but like over here, the water is harder than what it was in Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico, I basically drank water from the tap all the time, right? Um, uh, regularly without filtering. Um, and it tasted fine. It was tasted well. It tasted good. I, I mean, I liked it. It's not not a big deal. But uh, but yeah, Indiana water definitely two thumbs down. The worst fucking water from the tap anywhere. I would not ever drink that shit from the tap yeah it was disgusting now you know it, it's been it's been years for both of us right maybe it's better now maybe but i mean i mean it's but it's crazy that to think about it because we we lived very many years far apart in indiana there and it's amazing how in, in different I mean, parts of indiana too and in different like, parts of indiana too but it's amazing how and we've lived in many different places and how that water just how bad it was stuck to both our heads. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. Are we done talking about drinks? Yes. Okay. I, I will do my butt first. Uh, so this is um, a, a uh, I'm going to say a movie, but it, it it's a Netflix movie kind of thing. It's not like, you know, go to the theaters, whatever. Um, and it's also a movie that sort of, is the conclusion of some TV series. So I'll tell you what it is first. The movie is Troll Hunters Rise of the Titans, which is what? a... What? What? <laughs> what Troll is this? Well, I'm going to explain. Um, so there is a, a, a... What's the right way to put it? A series of television series. So it's actually three series television series and a movie that go together in one continuity. Okay. Um, and these are by, um, uh, um, what's the guy? Uh, Guillermo de Toro, de, del Toro. Um, you, you heard of him? He's like a famous director. Dude. No idea. I don't know. Okay. I, I know nothing. <laughs> I mean, uh, you're talking about, you're talking about, 
what you call it, pop culture stuff or whatever. I I know nothing. Let's see. Uh, Unless he, it's related to air disasters, I have no idea. Basically, Guillermo del Toro, a Mexican film director, producer, screenwriter, author. He is best known for his Academy Award-winning fantasy films, *Pan's Labyrinth*, *The Shape of Water*. And the shape of water, uh, which I won have best director and best water. Yeah. yeah. I, I so, and heard. and he's done other things too, uh, a whole bunch of movies, uh, Pacific Rim, Crimson, Crimson Peak, uh, Crimson, uh, Crimson Peak. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it, 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 a bunch of stuff. He did it, did one of the. I Hobbit have heard movies. of some of the stuff. I've not watched any of it. Yeah. Anyway, so the point is, um, there's. There was a, a a Netflix series called uh, Troll Hunters. Okay, mm-hmm. um, it, and all of these are like Troll Hunter Troll Hunters colon Tales of Arcadia. Okay, that went from 2016 to 2018. Then there was a series called Three Below Tales of Arcadia from 2018 to 2019. Then a third television series called Wizards Tales of Arcadia uh, that was in 2020, and then this movie. Troll Hunters Rise of the Titans was a 2021 movie to sort of cap off all of those series. Okay. Okay. Um, and I, I'm, you so know, did everybody die at the end or something? Well, like that? Let, let, let me, I'm not going to give spoilers of the exact ending, but uh, here's the deal with the series. For, first of all, you know, you know, if I finish a series, I talk about it here on the show. So why am I talking about this movie at the end before I've talked about all of the series that lead up to it? Well, the reason is because these are series that um, Alex has watched multiple times and I have, uh, I've never sat down and watched all of the episodes of all three of these series in order. But over the course of Alex watching all three series multiple times, I think I've seen most of the episodes, just not necessarily in order. And it's possible I've missed a few. So like, because I've never systematically watched the show from beginning to end, I haven't talked about it here. But I did watch this final movie with him and it's a self-contained unit. So I feel I can talk about it, but in order to talk about it, I have to talk about the series that came before it. So I'm going to actually talk about this whole series, sort of the three series. First of all, they're, they're all available on Netflix. They're all Netflix series. Um, uh, Troll hunters, three below and wizards. Um, And, and this movie, I'd say as a whole, these are excellent. I'd give them a thumbs up. Okay. Um, okay. They're they're sort of a kids show, but the kind of kids show that's aimed at um, adults. Well, it's aimed at older older kids, and that adults can really appreciate too. You know, okay. so so it's not one of the like um, you know he probably started watching them when he was like eight or nine. Um, well, let's see what uh, they start. They came out in 2016, so he would have been seven when they first came out. Um, uh, and I'm not sure he saw them this, as soon as they came out, but we, we, you know, we watched them pretty soon. So, um, uh, but I'd say um, Troll Hunters and Three Below are really good. Um, I really enjoyed both of them. Um, Wizards, the third one is. It's okay, but it's not quite up to the standards of the first two, I thought. Um, and I think the, um, the, the, the change, what I really love about the first two, and I've said this about other things, I think, is 
there's a lot of fun with the characters. You know, there's a lot of, you know, dynamics between the various characters. I, I guess I should give like at least some what the hell this is. Um, so the premise of Kroll Hunters, the first one, is that um, uh, in the very first episode, this kid and his friend uh, go and they find like the stone remnants of a troll uh, in like a drainage ditch. And they um, they find in it an amulet that is a magical amulet. Amulet? A magical uh, uh, amulet. Amulet, yes. Amulet that um, gives him sort of the powers of this troll hunter thing, which has been passed down through generations. He's the first troll hunter who is not a troll, but is actually a human being. Um, but it is this whole world of you know, trolls and stuff that is buried beneath the city they live in and there's, they have adventures and blah, blah, blah. Um, the three below series takes place in an, in the same town overlapping with the first series, but concentrates on a separate set of characters. So some, you see some of the same events from a different perspective and it starts later and ends later. So you see some stuff after as well. Um, and that brings in like some aliens as well. Um, the wizards one uh, ties it all into like, you know, the legend of Merlin and they go back in time to like, you know, King Arthur and all this kind of stuff. Um, anyway, the, 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 I think the first two series, the troll hunters and three below, um, were both, uh, I think really excellent. I really enjoyed them. I like watching the episodes. They're funny They're You care about the characters They're They have some interesting relationships with each other and the characters develop from the beginning of the show to the end of the show, you know, so that they, you know, they learn and grow through their adventures and it, it's, there's just a lot of clever stuff and I enjoyed it. I think the wizards one, um, there's it, there's still some of that, but then they start. It, there's a lot more emphasis on the sort of, you know, adventure and battle and blah blah blah, and 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 you get less of the fun character interactions. Um, and getting to the movie that wraps it all up, the rise of the Titan ones. I my. No, I can't. Did you Siri. say that again? No, no, no I'm. I, I, you know, you're not. Whatever, Siri. Um. Anyway, the, <laughs> the 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 last one, the movie. I was really disappointed, to be honest. Um. I mean, I, I guess it was an okay movie, but compared to the series that came before it, um, it let me down in a number of ways. One. I think is what I was just talking about. Like the whole thing sort of seemed to morph into, you know, this final epic battle, right. That, you know, they're having with, you know, against the, the, the bad guys who had sort of uh, developed sort of at the end of the last wizard series there, you know, and they want to conclude it and have this final epic battle and blah, blah, blah. And so, Okay epic battle but all of the interesting fun little moments that were happening between the various characters sort of discovering themselves and their powers and how they interact with each other and what's going on and blah 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 they were like absent it was all just sort of the actiony stuff and like the actiony stuff was never what like made this whole series interesting to me um and so, and, and then actually, the, and I'll, I'll say this without any spoilers, the actual 
ending itself, um, the way they closed off the entire series uh, also was like, really? You're going to end it like that? That's that's well, really... You yeah. know, the reason why I said that everybody die at the end or something, whatever, and, and, you know, without... I have no idea what it is. It's just that it seems to me that in a lot of these long series, okay... They, you know, when they, when the author decides, let's close off everything, right? It yeah. usually is absurd. Okay. All right. I, very few get that right. I actually think that it's better in many cases to just leave some shit hanging. Okay. At least, at because least I'm closing hanging. it off, because trying to close everything off, it's just dumb. It, it's like there was, um, oh my God. Thankfully, like, a few years ago, uh, uh, on Channel 23 Univision, they had these Mexican soaps all the time. And my wife was watching one of these like for, for a long time. And the one thing about these soaps is that uh, they move very slowly. And the episodes mm. are every day. I mean, these, right, right. these are, you know, it's Monday through Friday episodes of this thing. And so, man, I mean... You know, I would go, say, away for a business trip for a couple of weeks, come back, and the same shit is still going on, okay? They're still arguing about the same thing. Maybe, you know, the guy went into the hospital and we don't know what he was, what he was sick with. Well, two weeks later, the son of a bitch is still in the hospital. Nobody still knows what the hell's wrong with him, okay? Right. And so, and then all of a sudden, after a year and a half of this shit, okay, Everything gets resolved in two hours. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. I mean, things that dragged on for over a year all get resolved in two hours. Yeah. And I just always think this is so dumb. <laughs> so anyway, my, my bottom line on this, I, I, I yeah, I really liked the TV series. I, I'll give Troll Hunters, thumbs up. Three below, thumbs up. Wizards. Thumb sideways, but if you watch the first two, you gotta watch the third one. It 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 continues on and it's decent. Um, this final movie, this like um, Rise of the Titans, um, I'm just really disappointed. Uh, thumbs down. I I, I yeah you, you have to watch. If you've watched the whole series, you, you have, have to, to watch, watch it because it, it wraps but, everything up. But right. It see it was a really disappointing ending. It was like the the everything up to that point I like really enjoyed. I was happy. I was really excited that this new one was coming out. And then I watched it and I was like, really? Well, I will say one thing. There was a series recently that you know the the current actor that played James Bond in the last five mo movies. Mm. You know they did a final movie for him last year that came out th this year. And the one thing about it is that. For some reason, they chose, uh, and I'll throw a spoiler alert on this one. I'll I'll give the spoiler yeah, because because I, I haven't they, watched a James Bond movie in like fifteen years. Oh, you're it's not on gonna, my. It, 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 you are know, they it's, on it's your one, list? It's one of the things that's on my so list. Can I spoil it for the, you? Is to start at the very beginning and so can watch I spoil all of the you? James. Yeah, yeah. By the time I watch it, I won't remember. Exactly. Uh, you won't or remember. Won't probably. Yeah. Exactly. Or care. Look, they killed off James Bond at the end of this one. Mm. Which this is a thing that had never happened. Listen, we've had numerous actors play James Bond over the last whatever sixty years. They yeah. never killed any. They never killed Bond off on any of it. 
I thought that that was a strange choice. I thought they did once before. No. No. Never. Okay. Nope. They never killed off Sean Connery, nor Roger Moore, nor Timothy Dalton, nor what what Pierce Brosnan, no. Uh Craig, I mean, no, they never killed off any of them. This is okay. the only time they ever killed off one. I mean, I was just like, huh. Interesting choice. I mean, I I I liked the movie. I thought it was good, but but I just thought it was just now, the one thing is, of course, is that I guess they're going to do some kind of, you know, they did a, re- in this, in this James Bond, they purposely did a kind of reboot because they, they had gone from Sean Connery or whatever into where all the movies that Roger Moore did or that Pierce Brosnan did, didn't show James Bond when he first became a Bond. They just right. went into at some point, oh, James Bond, whatever. You know, it's not like he just entered the service. Whereas, yeah, there, there, was, was, there, was, there was always a debate where are these really the same person or is right. James Bond like a title is that goes with w, 007? It's the alias and it gets handed to new people periodically or or like or is he like re, is he a time lord that's regenerating like in doctor who exactly yeah, that's well, also that wasn't clear in it, but that wasn't clear in any of it now if you think about it look this was a series of books by ian fleming about right. the same person so what uh, you know what it seems like it's just a different person playing the same character okay right but, except but of course they, the time frames like you know. right the time frames didn't line up or whatever and it, yeah. they usually like you know uh, you know they changed the, the what was what was in the books, uh, you know a lot of times and made up some you know made completely new 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 things. But but with Daniel Craig, they did an arc where they showed him as he you know this is a reboot where he when he first started as a Bond, right? I mean they actually in the first movie that they did with him, they showed when he became a double O, okay, and had his first you know you know you know had this first you know apparently you don't earn a double o status until you had two kills apparently mm. you know and they showed when he did that okay both of them okay so so that was so this was a different arc and i guess they felt look we showed you know daniel craig's james bond as he you know from the beginning of him becoming a double o so i guess we're going to make it a complete arc and end it as well to worm he dies so that was the choice. Uh, I thought it was is it was just weird, but you know. But, they but did it work, or was it disappointing? Did you come out of it going like ah, eh? I I was I, I I wasn't thrilled by that choice. I thought the movie was good, but I I just all of a sudden, yeah. Oh, he's dead, and I'm like, um. Well, didn't expect that. Right. Yeah. So anyway. So anyway. Okay. With that, uh, let's take our first break. And then when we come back, we will alternate topics until we're sick of ourselves and each other. And I guess that's the same thing until we're sick of talking. There you go. I mean, we've done this for 30 years. I mean, I don't know. Well, not continuously, but yeah. I mean, apparently, we're finding it very hard to get sick of each other. <laughs> okay, with that, it's time for our first break. Enjoy! 
AfricaFocus.org features high-quality analysis and progressive advocacy on African issues with a particular attention to priority issues affecting the entire continent. The heart of the website is the Africa Focus Bulletin. Other features include regularly updated Africa-related news feeds and a set of country pages with extensive background and links on each African country. If you follow African issues or are even curious, visit AfricaFocus.org today. That was weird. What? Maybe it was just me. It seemed like like when I the soundboard thing here. Like remember a couple weeks ago, I I had like a, a wiki of the day promo and it cut off early. Yeah. Um, this time it sounded like the sound the speed was changing. It was slow and then it was fast and then it was slow again. And maybe it was just me. Maybe it won't show up. I, I think your ears are, 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 are you know having technical difficulties. My ears. It sounded normal to you. It sounded normal to me. Okay, I don't know. maybe it is just me. Please, no, let, let, not, is it, you're not having a stroke on me or something, are you? Please, let's not have a stroke <laughs> on the show. I, I, I don't think so. I don't think okay. so. Right. Um, and and you know, on this show, the second break was supposed to be another one of those wiki of the day ones, but I actually tried it out beforehand before the show, and, and? like the, exactly the same thing as before. Like I tried a couple different ways, and I I tried just including today's actual episode as opposed to the curmudgeon's corner special version of it it did this a very similar thing um and i ran out of time i'm uh, before we were supposed to meet and record so i'm like i don't know i'll figure that out again some other time so if if we do indeed have a second break it will not be the wiki of the day one uh you you were supposed to find out about um let's see today's random wiki of the day uh which is about genie Hebelink. Genie Hebelink? Genie Hebelink. Uh, lived okay. from 1891 to 1959, was a Belgian artist, children's book illustrator, and designer. Okay, sure. You would you would have found out about her, but now if you want to find out about her, I'm sorry, you're going to have to go listen to Random Wiki of the Day, or I guess look her up on actual Wikipedia. You bastard. You're going to deny us this <laughs> should be thrown in jail for this kind of crap. There you go. Okay. Vaughn. So since, since you started the, butt first, you can start the potpourri as <sighs> well. What's your first topic? What's my first topic? Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about, uh, I'll talk a little bit about, uh, the housing market. So I put this out okay. there. Um, well, there, I just had this conversation with uh, a couple of people this week, okay? Well, actually, one person specifically, my physical therapist, okay? Uh, the, we're talking about uh, what's going on with the housing market here. And okay. I had recently, you know, there was an article that had come out uh, recently uh talking about how prices here had soared. And I shared that in our Slack. It was, uh, and, and by here, you mean South Florida here? Yes. Here where I live in South Florida. Uh, and I think I've mentioned some of this about a lot of people like moving in here. There was an article that was specifically fed up with so many Northerners and people from California and other places. As well, moving to Florida, 
all that frustration is shown in a new study. Apparently, a lot of people uh, are just kind of like, where the fuck did all these people come from? So in other words, you know, if, in other words, Yvonne, if Florida was its own country, you guys would be building a wall. I don't know about building a wall. I think I, I think the, the you know not that, but I, I, the, the the main reason I think that the 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 complaint is that the concern um, is an opposite concern of what we're talking about with other immigration, where they keep talking about you know usually that kind of immigration we're talking about people that are workers that are working in a lot of low uh, low wage uh, uh, you know positions, okay. They're coming in and they're working as landscapers and other stuff or whatever. It, These people are really the usual migration planner pattern for Florida. People retiring down there, or are you getting different kinds of people moving in? Oh uh, no, we're not getting. No, this is not a. This is not. A, I mean, the the migration of Florida of people coming to retire, especially down in South Florida, has slowed down a lot because prices of real estate here have been have been so have have risen so much in the last twenty years. So you mm-hmm. don't get as you don't get as much of an influx here. They, now, now a lot of those people go more to northern Florida, the west coast of Florida, uh, and those places. You don't get as much of an influx of those people. Yeah, you, you get down here, maybe some very wealthy retirees now, but not uh, not as much. But now the thing is that the influx that we got of people um, that are professionals and other people that working remotely that decided to pull up sticks from other you know uh, high cost of living states to move here. Has just driven the price of a, of housing to a place where, I mean, just so high so quickly, uh, especially at the lower end um, of the uh, of the housing market. When four or five years, you could find a reasonably priced home, a decent home for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Now those homes are all four hundred thousand mm. dollars, and. Well, you know, you're you're a person that's working an hourly wage earner, you know, maybe making forty thousand dollars a year. We have a, 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 a as a couple, you know, you know, making you know combined maybe eighty thousand dollars and you know raising kids. Hey, coming up with a eighty thousand dollar down payment to pay for a four hundred thousand dollar mortgage. I mean, with insurance rates at the rate they are, whatever we're not. Well, that's kind of pretty damn pricey. Okay. It's really pushed, you know, the, the, these people I, I talked to this week were talking to me about how they're, we're ta- I'm talking about people to age 25 to 30, okay, who have mm-hmm. been thinking about buying homes that all of a sudden just feel like, well, I can never afford a home here anymore. It's impossible. I mean, you know, I, I am in a career that doesn't pay that much. And if what we're talking about is that the low end houses are $400,000, it's just made housing just completely out of reach of, of, of people like me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and Florida is not the only place where this is happening. No, it's not. But I, I will say that I think that we have, we have been almost every ranking I've seen has made it that South Florida now has become the number one least affordable place for housing in the United States. Oh, worse than like the, the Bay Everywhere. Area and California yeah, and all because, these places. It, because relative to earnings as well. Mm. Because the problem is that earnings, you know, for these people has not kept up with how quickly the price of housing is. And people in the Bay Area definitely on average earn more than here. And so that I that's the big, big problem. It's like 
all of a sudden your house, you know, the price of housing went up three times with their earnings didn't go up that by that much. They, they may be going up because people are having trouble. Only people is not triple. And so, um, and then you've got another thing that's happening. Well, look, interest rates right now. Look, the Fed said basically that they're planning on increasing rates very aggressively mm-hmm. this year. The forecast is to increase rates by three points. Basically, that will take a mortgage rate from where they had been, that they had dipped down to under 3% at some point the last couple of years, to where right, right now it's at 5% right now. It's it's soared to like four point something, five. And so we'll be like back into like a range of like six to seven percent by the end of the year. And look, it, it that makes a huge, huge difference in the in the equation for housing. Uh look, it, you take a house, say uh, uh look, uh, uh say you were to buy uh a, a three hundred, you know, take a mortgage out of three hundred thousand dollars. Okay, at six and three quarters. You're making a payment of uh, $1,945 a month, okay, at six and three quarters. But look, at where the rates had been up until recently, which they had been all the way down to like, what, uh, 3%, uh, that 1945 payment was $1,264. We're talking a massive difference. It, it, it's a $750 increase in, right. in, 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 in the payment. Like right there, that's just from the interest rates alone. Then you add to that the fact that housing prices have been soaring. I mean, you're talking to, you know, a person could have gone in the last two years and say, bought a house for what the heck was it? Uh, you could have bought reasonably, I'll say, $200,000. There there were houses to be had that were decent, you know, houses for about 200000 3%, you're talking all of a sudden. Mortgage payment of eight hundred and forty-three dollars. That's a very reasonable payment, okay, for somebody to 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 have a to have a starter home. You got you know you got you know you got you your wife. Maybe you have one child or whatever. Hey, three percent. You know, eight forty-three, not bad. But now all of a sudden, first you bump it up to six and three quarters. So that eight hundred eight hundred dollars all of a sudden turned to into. $1,300, okay? That's if the price remained the same. But then that price, of course, doubled. So you're talking about that you're, you're going up to 400000 and so there are $2,600. Basically, the, the, the price of housing for these folks tripled. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's really just crazy. Um, what, what, so now what's, what, ha- what's happening to the rental market? Oh, the, oh, rents are through the roof. I mean, rents are through the roof. Look, I, I will. I, I, I just uh, saw a lease that uh, that that came, you know, went past me. You know, I had seen leases like around this area where you could normally rent uh, a two-two for between twelve hundred and fifteen hundred dollars a month. I am seeing them at three thousand, three thousand a month, right? From twelve hundred. Okay. So, so two questions here. First of all, uh, any any generalization to nationwide, or is this a, a very specific bubble for no, your there area? Is, it is happening. You know, look, there is pressure all over the nation on this. This is the worst of it here. Um, but there has been pressure around the nation on this. Because, look, even if the prices, you know, mortgage rates are across the board in the whole nation. So everybody's definitely getting that. That kick in the ass for sure. 
Um, and many places are seeing the home price increases as well. Uh, but definitely, uh, we are getting the, 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 the worst of it. I mean, um, and, and in term to, in, ter- in, in relative terms to income as well. Okay. Which I think that's the thing. It's just, it's turned housing affordability, uh, you know, it just made it really bad. Now then I think we have that. Let me add another element yeah, yeah. that we've had over here that just happened. Okay. Um, so we had our governor idiot DeSantis, like, <laughs> you know, with his, with his, you love him so much. He's fucking asshole. You know, he, he, he goes and they spent that entire session, you know, of the legislature, basically just running an entire anti-woke, uh, legislative session mm-hmm. in which they, all they were dealing is like with, you know, they, they were, fi- they were chasing ghosts. They were fighting, they were fighting, you know, they were fighting made up, you know, they, they were making their own straw man and fighting Okay. And, um, you know, uh, critical race theory, book banning, all of this stuff. While this is happening, there has been a serious crisis brewing again in Florida on the homeowners insurance market. Okay. And legislatures were, had been trying to come to some kind of legislation on that. Aside from that, they had been looking at legislation to try to regulate high-rise buildings because of a collapse last year of a building down in South Florida at Surfside, okay? Well, they passed all the anti-woke legislation. They passed no legislation on on oversight of tall buildings. Also did nothing on the insurance market. The insurance market situation here has gone insane. Look, I I wound up getting insurance increases that went from like... uh, I was paying $3,000 on my homeowner's policy about three years ago. I got a quote uh, over $8,000 for for insurance on the same property. I wound up going back and and finding another insurance company, and I managed to get get it down to $5,500. But still, it was a big increase. Now, the thing is that insurance rates for people across the state have been soaring, double, triple, you know, uh, uh, it, it, the 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 insurance it's been going nuts and insurance companies have been going bankrupt and there is an issue in terms of litigation and liability that is causing right now where for some reason in the United States 75% of all the you know uh lawsuits related to homeowners insurance are all happening in Florida of the whole nation it, it, okay. it just doesn't make any sense and so they had been debating uh, you know, trying to do something about this because, look, I mean, this is really hitting people's pockets book hard, okay? You've got the gas prices, you've got all of the stuff, you got whatever gas prices at least are coming back down, whatever, but this ins- the, the insurance is, is is crazy, okay? And it's it's something that, yeah, look, think about it. it that's an extra, that that is a bigger problem than gas in the state of Florida. And mm. You know, what they did with it right now is absolutely nothing. They went through through it. They passed their entire fucking anti, uh, you know, anti-woke legislation. And they they went on a recess. They do shit. Uh, and so, you know, people were furious about it. Uh, and it's just this entire thing where, you know, somebody, you know, brought it to me when they're saying that, uh, you know, look at what Republicans are, you know, people are dying and all this stuff is happening and they're sticking to banning books. You know, it, it's the same, it's the same reaction similar to what happened with COVID. Mm-hmm. They, they don't, they, they won't do, they don't deal with any of those problems, 
but they will, you know, deal with all these straw men that they built up. And, and I, I just don't understand how Republicans just don't see, you know, we have a fucking insurance crisis right now. You know, we have the, these same Republicans across the nation are, you know, are, are doing this anti-woke legislation and they aren't doing about any real problems. Nothing. This is all they do every day, apparently in legislatures across the country, but very acutely here in Florida, because we got a governor that's really trying to run for president and doesn't give a shit about the state at this point. Lovely. So w- one more question back on the, the housing specific stuff. Um, I think you also shared an article, or maybe it was somebody else on our Convention's Corner Slack, about uh, a nationwide issue with just, you know, n- there hasn't been that much building of new uh, housing, whether it be apartments or houses, uh, for a while since the last big housing crash. Uh, at the same time, you've you had you know a, a generation growing yes. up yep. and ready to like move out on their own and do stuff, and there's nothing they can afford. That's why you have so many. You know, you you hear all these things about millennials still living with their parents. My millennial still lives with us. Um, you know, and one of the reasons, and they tell you all the time, is like, look, it's not cheap like it was when you were younger. Like. It, it, it's just not out there at prices that are affordable for early career people that, you know, uh, what, what's that component in with all of the stuff you've been talking about? Well, I mean, that has been an issue, but the thing is that right now, yeah, building housing is a slow process. Okay. So now we finally, uh, in the last couple of months, finally exceeded Housing starts that exceeded the peak during the 2008 recession. That was only in the last couple of months. But the reality is that over the last, uh, over 13 years, uh, housing starts in, in the United States were way below trend. We were just, there were just, we were just not building a lot of homes. Right. And yeah, so that definitely created a shortage of housing across the nation that has definitely driven the prices of anything that's existing. Now, I will tell you that, look, developers with the prices that are going, I mean, they are taking just about any vacant piece of land that they can find and trying to build some shit on it right now around here. It just takes a while. But it takes a while. I mean, then, houses then also, don't, I mean you, don't you have a countervailing fo- force of like boomers like dying off? And their what was their housing opening up to people? Yeah, I guess we don't die that quick. People are living longer. What do you want me to tell you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm ha- I'm happy that like the older people in my life are still around. I'm just saying, like, you well, know, they don't die as as quickly as they used to. They just don't. And, and so you're you've you've still you're we're still not at the point of that bulge where the number of new houses coming on the market because they're vacated in that but, way. But, but are the thing being, is that you know, our population has grown over the last, listen, the U S oh, population a lot, a lot. by a lot over the last 13, you know, 13, 14 years. And, and that's, and that's, we have immigration as well. Yes. That's so new kids. That's immigration. Dying, it doesn't matter because we, you know, we have people, you know, we have, we have more and more people as well. Although our, po- our population growth has slowed, hasn't it? But yes, yes. But, but well, the birth growing. rate has slowed, but we had, we, you know, for the last decade plus, we had made up a lot of that by immigration. With immigration, yeah. Right. 
And so, uh, because even though I know now, I mean, Trump did slow down immigration, and I, I do believe that uh, the slowdown because of COVID, but I, I think that, you know, there's still a lot of immigration as far as I can tell. People like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, living in the, you know, moving to live in the U.S. So uh, that is still something. But but yes, that generation basically has gotten caught uh, in, in a situation where uh, we went through the biggest overbuilding that we ever did. And that caused one, uh, you know, as we have these re- overreactions in the opposite direction of underbuilding. And, you know, they, they, they've gotten caught in the middle right. of that. I saw that uh, the city of uh, Miami-Dade County uh, basically declared an emergency related to affordable housing because of how prices have soared. And they are are basically, by declaring that state of emergency, they are shortening the, the time period that it takes to uh, uh, to award contracts to build affordable housing. Um, and just to move certain projects ahead as quickly as possible. Um, uh, so they, 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 I mean, that they, they, they basically, they declared an emergency over it. I, I was mm-hmm. like surprised. I'm like, I mean, because that's how bad it's got for people. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, every, it, this is, this is like the perfect storm right now in terms of, uh, uh, a population bulge, people becoming of age, a lack of inventory, covid and then you add all these people that decided uh shit oh i i need to work from home my old small place doesn't fit me anymore i need to move to bigger places so is this um is this and now the interest rates yeah like with with all of these things together is is there going to be a compensating crash at some point in the semi near future where like well, it, it just gets thing- to an unsustainable point and kaboom. Okay. <laughs> Not it, listen, I, I was, I was looking into that like right now. And they said that because of how low we've been in inventory, it, it, it based on the, on the time and supply that there is that even what's coming online it, th- for the next two years, there is nothing, n- not a lot of, not a lot of that is going to change at least in the next two years. But yeah, okay, I, I can buy that. But at some point, it has to give, right? Like, well, maybe it's it, five years out, ten years out. I don't know, but you can't like have sort of well, exponential yeah, growth of prices forever, right? You know, I kept saying that about Silicon Valley and California housing prices, and I, I'm like, I don't know. They, they, you they know, kept going. Yeah, I mean, I, and I said that about Silicon Valley housing prices twenty years ago, and they did not get any cheaper at all 20 years later it probably will flatten out i i will say because because people are loath to sell for less than what they they purchased okay mm-hmm. um so uh you know so you i mean i've seen in some of these shifts where yeah they don't continue increasing but you know look if you bought the house for a million dollars you're very loath to take less than that I mean, yeah. you may you may not be able to at you may not w- uh, wind up asking for more, but you sure as hell loath to ask for less. Especially when you have the option, especially if it's a house you live in and you have the option to just stay in and live. Yes, mm-hmm. like you know, it, it, I they're... keep getting calls, Sam, regularly. Me and my wife were driving us crazy, asking us to see if we're interested to sell our homes. This is all the time. I, I don't know if you get these, but I get these 
I tried to like block them or whatever. I keep getting, but hell, I got a text message today asking me, Hey, mm. do you still own this house? Do you want to sell it? I'm like, oh, fuck you. I'm like, Jesus, get away from me. Okay. My wife did say that, you know, for one of them, she was going to ask, I, I think the next person called, she was going to ask for like $10 million. Now I said, <laughs> okay, all right. If they say yes, then, you know, we'll have to, you know, we'll have to grin and bear it. Okay, fine. <laughs> We'll take the ten million. I, mean, I, I take it that's significantly over market value. Yeah, yeah, substantially, yes. Okay, if they say yes, I mean, I'm not come. I'm like, who am I to? Hey, who am I to argue with a market? Uh, yeah, there you go. Um, okay, uh, that 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 was much longer than I was thinking for a potpourri, but whatever. Okay, uh, shall it be well, my turn? Like, so, so we did the normal. We did the normal. Like, <laughs> we, it, whatever. You know, whatever. You know. It, well, it, well, it, well, yeah. It, 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 recently, we've been spending like an hour on Ukraine. We didn't quite do an hour on this, but you know, it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Okay. Um, so, I, you know, I will. I, I we if if you don't pick new Ukraine next time, I will do it as our last topic. But I'll do something else first. Here, we can save Ukraine. Um, the Thomases. Oh God, the fucking Thomases. And we are, of course, talking about the English muffins. Yes. Of yes. The, I, I, I mean, she, I doesn't, really... she does fucking look like an English muffin, I guess. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh, she, I mean, she's I, a pasty I, white asshole. I mean, come on. Jesus Christ. I, you know, I, I've seen pictures, but I can't even remember anything about what I she have a like. picture of her in front of my face right now for whatever reason because it's on the slack. Okay. Anyway, yeah, we are not talking about the English muffins, although they are yummy. They are yummy. They are yummy. I like an English muffin. No, oh we my God, you know, an eggs Benedict. <laughs> oh God, jeez. No, we are talking about Clarence Thomas and his wife Ginny. So <laughs> yes, yes, Yvonne. I mean, what else <laughs> is there to say that she is a sick, twisted <laughs> motherfucking bitch? Uh, so what do you really think, Yvonne? Uh, you're you're very calm. Um, no, look. So here's the deal. We've known for a long time. Jenny Thomas is a cons- quote unquote conservative activist. Okay, she's been running around uh, in all as activist. She's a <laughs> radical right wing lunatic. Yes. Well, we, 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 and we've, you know, there's been reporting of this before. Conservative activist? Look, conservative activist. I'll call Rick Wilson a conservative activist. She is a right wing, <laughs> ultra nationalist psychopath. Yes. And of the, the, the sort of weird religious wing of the Republican Party as well. Yes. Um, but, and we've known this, like this has been reported before. People have talked for years and years and years about, uh, how she's involved in all this stuff and shouldn't Clarence Thomas p- potentially like um, recuse himself from certain cases, et cetera. And he never has. Mm-hmm. There was reporting a couple years back about her uh, calling up Anita Hill to ask Anita Hill to apologize. Not like when that happened, but 19 years later. <laughs> um, if I she, were Anita Hill, I would have driven called up, up Anita to Hill house. at seven in the morning and asked her to apologize. If I if I were Anita Hill, I would have driven up to her fucking house and I would have just punched her dead in the face. Uh, for anybody out there who does not remember, uh, Anita Hill was a, a, a primary character in the confirmation hearings for 
Clarence Thomas accusing him of uh, sexual harassment of various types. There was a whole thing. Uh, Joe Biden was involved too. It was, you know, it, it was a mess. Um, and he was, of course, confirmed anyway and went on to the Supreme Court. Um, but the new thing that's come out this week is uh, text messages between her and Mark Meadows uh, on, you know, related to the election. These were not on January 6th. These were after the election in the first few weeks after the election, at least the ones that have come out so far. Uh, but basically she uh, was talking to him about how, you know, this thing, the Biden winning was the greatest I forget the exact words, the greatest steal ever in history and how Mark Meadows had to do something about it. And, you know, weighing in on all of, you know, the Kraken lawsuit, for those of you who remember, and that, you know, they had to get everything, everybody to support that. And what was Giuliani doing? And now basically like you take the most extreme versions of all of the the election was stolen from Donald Trump conspiracy theories and she bought it all hook, line and sinker and was all about that. Apparently at one point in the text, she referred to her. It was even beyond that. He was like the anointed one from God or something, you know, (laughs) you know, she she did put some of it in religious terms in terms of like, uh, it always looked like it, it always looks like evil is winning until the King of Kings comes in and right. Whatever, you know, um, it, and makes it right. I, I forget her, her exact yeah, words. Some I don't shit have her. like that. Um, yeah. So the, the, and, and I was going to say at one point she refers to having a conversation with her best friend about it. And apparently there's not, no confirmation in the text itself, but apparently the Thomases are known to refer to, refer to each other as their best friends. Uh, so that probably is her talking about Justice Clarence Thomas uh, in regard to conversations about the legal proceedings that were going on. And, uh, and you know, people have brought up, you know, well, Justice Thomas was the one dissent in the Supreme Court case that said, you know, Donald Trump had to turn over like some of the, the January 6th documents and things right. like that. Now that didn't, that batch of documents did not include these specific texts, but obviously like if, and, and also she's admitted she was at that rally in the morning. Now she didn't storm the Capitol as far as we know, but she was at the rally in the morning that led into that. Um, she, there's been conversations going on for months about whether or not she was involved in the fundraising for that. Uh, whether or not she was at the planning session at the Willard where they were talking about, we don't know yet. Like that's part of what the January 6th committee is still looking into, but there was this, you know, meeting war room thing at the Willard on January 6th, coordinating plans. And Rudy was there and a bunch of other people were there. And apparently she might have been, I, I don't think that's been proven yet. But it's been talked about maybe she was. I don't know. I, I think some of those investigations are still going on. And of course, the question comes up of like, you know, her husband is hearing cases that are relevant to all this stuff. And is it appropriate that he actually involves himself as opposed to saying, hey, my wife is clearly involved in this thing. I need to rec- recuse myself. Now, obviously, he hasn't. 
and he's not going to. And one of the things that uh, has been brought up in this debate is that while there are recusal standards for lower courts, there are not for the Supreme Court. For the Supreme Court, they just get to decide on their own whether or not they're going to recuse from any particular case. Um, and, you know, there have been people talking about, whoa, we need to impeach him. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, in some other universe, maybe that would work. We have we have two examples of how impeachment goes recently in these kinds of cases, and yeah, I, mean, I see no reason that it would come out any differently is, if you tried it, it again. Is he impeachable? The answer. I mean, is, does he? Would he meet the standard in my view of being impeached? I would say that it, it's it would look like yes to me, but like everything, this is political. It's not happening. Yeah. And, and even if they did it, it would work out exactly the same as the two Donald Trump impeachments. Oh, exactly. Which is, yeah. you know, yeah, you, you you impeach him in the House and then you, you get he your 50 Democrats and maybe you get one Republican. But I think on this one, you wouldn't even get one Republican. Uh, and then now you'd be done. Yeah. You know, so uh, kind of toast. And, and, and in the meantime, uh, you know, <laughs> every single one of these, the, 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 the Democrats doing the impeachment have lost ground in the polls when they, when they do this kind of stuff. So it's, it, you know, it's not going to happen. Like there are people fantasizing about it on Twitter and nope. stuff, but it's not happening. No. Um, but, uh, and, and, and Thomas himself is not about to say, oh yeah, you're right. I should recuse from these cases. I the guy's mean, an asshole. The guy's been a fucking proven longstanding asshole. He's not going to change now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, and, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And, and yeah, I, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely nuts that I don't know. You, you think of Supreme court justices, you think, and, and oh, I, I, actually I'll say one thing. I do want to be really careful about taking anything about what Jenny Thomas is doing and directly imputing that her husband thinks the same way or anything like that. Now he might, there's plenty of separate evidence on Clarence Thomas that he's a whack job too. But, you know, I, I do see lots of people sort of talking about them as one unit. I mean, even we, we said the Thomas, they are, they are like peas in a pod. I mean, I I will say that it's very clear that they share these views. I mean, I, I think that they share these views. Maybe it's not the exact same thing, but like you mentioned, why is he the only objection to some of the stuff about the, you know, uh, why is he the sole objection to like uh, the Trump document release? And there are so many cases where right now he is the sole voice of insanity. Well, there are a few. I mean, usually you get two or th- two or three, but yeah. But but he is al- almost always in that group like and and just to be oh, clear actually, this, almost this, always no let me take always in that group yeah j- just just to be clear i mean obviously we've got a 6-3 conservative court at this point the conservatives win most of the time but on those few cases where you have you know the liberals plus a handful of conservatives prevailing thomas is always still still on the other side right yeah you know, yeah he's always on the other side it's just not you know and uh yeah and of course he was in the hospital this week as well 
Yeah, well, he got out. <laughs> he had an unspecified non-COVID infection that, you know, he was getting antibiotics for, so presumably bacterial. Um, you know, but we haven't heard any more details of that. He was in the hospital for a week. He's out now. And in the meantime, of course, there were lots of people being like, <gasps> maybe, maybe he'll be forced off the court due to health reasons. And yeah, Biden, listen, he, unless it's in a coffin, he's not leaving. So, yeah, I agree. I, I think that that, yes, I, I mean, the only way that someone, I, I mean, th- this, this is true, I think, of both parties at this point or should be, <laughs> you know, uh, that unless you have a president and a Senate, not just a president, a president and a Senate of the same party, you're not just going to retire. Yeah, exactly. You're no, you're going to no, no. hold on until you have a president and a Senate of the party you prefer. And yes, they do prefer parties. I'm sorry for anybody who's still pretending otherwise. Um, and then the second you do have a Senate and a president of your correct party, then you should get the hell out of there as soon as you can if you're getting up there in years. Like, obviously, for the people who just started, that's a whole other story. They're still young, blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, I think the Ruth Bader Ginsburg example, you know, is fresh in everybody's mind. I mean, they had asked her. She's like, I'm staying. I'm staying. And then the timing was bad. Um, But, um, but yeah, so. I I think this is another one of those things that's likely to disappear from the headlines relatively quickly. Um, I guess while we're talking SCOTUS, uh, we'll mention the, you know, the, the Supreme court hearings are, are going on for uh, judge Jackson as well. Um, I've had them on sort of in the background off and on, but I'll be honest, I haven't paid a ton of attention. Um, it looks like this is going to, you know, she, she's going to get confirmed, uh, you know, it, Manchin ap- said she's voting for her. This thing is happening. It's a slam dunk. Let's get the show on the road. Well, y- you know, it, I, I was going to say, it, it, unless one of the Democratic senators die and they lose, that's the what majority, I'm saying. Let's get this goddamn show on the road. Yes, get it done fast. I mean, and they're talking a couple a couple more weeks still before they get to the final vote, at least. Um, and uh, yeah, maybe now she'll say she likes beer. I like beer too. Yes. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe she will, but uh, you know, and th- this is the, the typical uh, you know, people were talking about how, you know, her, her record, her qualifications are stellar. The Republicans were they're like the Republicans are desperately trying to dig up something on her that they can use. And apparently they've settled on this child porn thing that she uh to be clear, what it was is that on a, a handful of cases that she heard, uh, she recomm- she she gave out sentences that were less than the guidelines and less than what the prosecution asked. What the Republicans leave out when they were talking about it is that what she did is actually in line with what most judges were doing for those offenses, because as a community, the community of judges has sort of determined that since the guidelines were written 
Um, technology has changed. Other things have changed. Some of the initial guidelines that were based on the guidelines know, were based on how many damn picture. photos they got. Right. Yeah. And, and so and, because what they what what the, the explanation was quite simple, because now it's electronic. You know, one click can get you a thousand pictures, whereas when the statue was written, it was written for you to get them in the damn mail. Yeah. A- a- anyway, like the the point though is that you know aside from the the specifics, her what she was actually doing was in line with what most judges were doing. It's not unusual. It's not that she was exceptionally low. Yeah, she was not um, condoning pedoph- pedophilia. Yes, and of course, they're the, the the way they bring it up is like you're soft on pedophiles. And, you know, that's not what their actual record shows, but they get to say it over and over and over again. And, like, it ties into what all the QAnon people some, think about Democrats and blah, book. blah, blah. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. She bought oh, some. The, 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 the anti-racist book, uh, yeah, whatever it was that, yeah, yeah, that was also apparently taken out of context some and of course and blah 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 no really not to mention that like the the whole like i I saw somebody on twitter was tweeting a running tally of how many racist things the various republican senators said you know over the course of the hearings so far yeah you know and comparing you know lindsey graham versus ted cruz versus tom cotton versus whatever and you know had a little tally board going as it went along because yeah, like it's like you are objecting to the stupid book that says that you know you you should you Again, it's the same thing you were talking about last week, Yvonne. Like they want people to put their heads in the sand and pretend like Mm -hmm. there is no racism and anything that acknowledges that racism is a thing um, at all. And that, you know, maybe, yes, you should recognize it when it happens. And yes, you should. Yes, you should feel bad about racism when it happens. And 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 you you should should try to do better. When you do certain things that are discriminatory. You should, because we we all do certain things. And we have certain things that you have to look at yourself and remind yourself, oh, yeah, that's the shit that they taught me. That's probably not. Yeah, I'd say most of the most of the Republican pitch on this has been the pedophile, the the, you're soft on pedophiles thing. Then there's a little bit of the, uh, you know, are trying to tie her to critical race theory and all this kind of stuff, which is nonsensical, too. Um, And then third, like, I guess they uh, a a, a few times have uh, thrown in. um, What was the other thing? Um, I had it in my head a second ago. I'm getting old. Getting old. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I'm not going to remember. Damn it. <laughs> anyway, uh, they, they, there are a few other things they've thrown in here or there, but those were the two biggest ones. Um, and it's just, you, you, you listen to them and they're like, they're all complete assholes. I mean, yes. like L- Lindsey, Lindsey Graham and Ted Cruz kept interrupting her. Lindsey Graham walked out when he didn't hear like what he wanted and made a big show of it. I mean, my like, God, a couple times. Um, I mean, you know, so, I mean, there, there couldn't even, I mean, it's just you're like children. Um, yeah. And, and, of, and of course she's handled it really well. Um, you know, from everything I've seen, you know, she's just answering in ways that make sense and, you know, refusing to answer in places uh, where it doesn't make sense for over and over and over again. They've asked her policy questions. Do you think it's right that this thing, and she's like, I'm not Congress. 
You know, that's not my job. My job is not to tell you what the policy should be. It's not something I'm going to be doing as a judge. I'm, you know, you guys make the law. Then I have to like do everything else that, that judges actually do. Um, and so I'm not going to answer your question on do, what do you think the correct sentence is for this crime? I'm not going to answer, you know, whether I think this law should change or not, not my job, but they, you know, they keep pounding on it. And again, the point of what the Republicans are doing, especially since they know that, you know, absent something catastrophic happening, she's going to get in. It's going to go through, even if uh, Kamala Harris has to do the tie-breaking vote thing, um, you know, or cinema or somebody goes rogue, but I don't think they're going to. Um, Then they're just making a show for for their own supporters anyway. I said, you know, some of this stuff is like playing right into the QAnon folks because they know they need those people to win their own like primaries and stuff. So they're trying yep. to, you know, they're making a show of beating of the global pedof- pedophile, you know, ring. Yeah. They're, they're, they're just making a show of beating up on the person, the Democrats like, because to a good proportion of their supporters, at least in the primary stage that they need in order to win and keep getting reelected, uh, you know, they, they just want to see, are, are you beating up on the liberals? Yes. Okay, good. We're, yeah. we're, we're cool. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's take a quick break and then, uh, we have time for maybe two more 15 minute topics. We'll try to keep them to 15 minutes. Right, Yvonne? Right, Yvonne? Work on it. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be back what right after Where's our timer? I, uh, well, I, I have a timer right in front of me. Well, not with the beep and then chirping and stuff just a thing that says how long we've been recording how about lights lights blinking lights yeah i know you like the blinking lights i I love blinking lights i gotta admit that i really like blinking lights we'll be back right after this no no it's not the beginning of the show again We're just taking a little time to credit the artist responsible for the music we use at the beginning and end of the show. What you are listening to right now is The O of Pleasure by Ray Lynch. The music we close our show with is Celestial Soda Pop. Both of these songs are from Deep Breakfast. Now Platinum, Deep Breakfast was the first independently released album ever to be certified gold by the RIAA. Ray Lynch's other albums are The Sky of Mind. No Blue Thing Nothing Above My Shoulders But The Evening 
and the best of Ray Lynch. You can check out Ray Lynch or buy his music at raylynch.com, iTunes, Amazon, or anywhere you usually find music. Okie doke, we are back. So, Yvonne, your you know, turn again. Speaking of lights, I mean, I just realized yes, I, lights, forgot. Lights. I, I have, I have, I don't know if you have this app on your back, but I've, I've had it forever. This is one called Dashboard Lights. So it does have these like four blinking lights that show uh, when you're having disk activity, uh, internet activity, and so forth and so on on, mm. on the top. So I, I have, it's a, it's a nice little row of blinking lights. Yeah, no, I, I use something called iStats menu for that that has graphs instead. No, 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 but I, but, but, yeah, 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 but, but, but. You can, you can make it do, do blinking lights instead, no, but, but no, I like the graphs. No, but, but, but you have them just there on the thing, the menu parts blinking, flashing. And... I have graphs on my menu. And I like blinking lights too, but I like graphs I, better. No, but I, no, no, no lights. Give me some lights. Anyway. Okay, Vaughn, your turn. It does say that my computer has been up right now for 42 days straight. Nice. Okay, so, you know. So, so anyway, okay, so let's go to Ukraine, shall we? Okay, you're, I was going to do Ukraine last if you didn't do it, but go right ahead. Jump on uh, it. So, uh, and if we go too long, we'll just do Ukraine. But if we can actually manage to wrap Ukraine up, then we'll maybe do one more thing. Uh... So what's going on in Ukraine, Sam? So, um, lots of people are still dying. Um, the Ukrainians are still holding the Russians back and in, in some cases actually pushing them backwards, Right, but it depends on what part of the country you're talking about. The Russians are they still gaining retaken, ground in other places. They have retaken certain parts. Uh, specifically, they've been pushing the Russians back around Kiev. Yes. Um, and sort they of actually also, I, I didn't realize that we, you know, early in the campaign, they talked about how they tried to make an, uh, uh an offensive on Odessa and, mm, and they, they still haven't a, been able to do that. No, they, they, they actually have completely given up on doing anything at Odessa. They basically, I was looking at a map that the Washington post had on where the front lines are. Okay. And Washington post had a pretty good map around it. And it shows that basically, uh, because because of the tactic that they had taken, uh, the Russians did, in terms of trying to arrive with the with these paratroopers and these frontline troops, they're supposedly to intimidate, uh, you know, the Ukrainians that they given up. Well, they did that amphibiously, you know, around Odessa, and basically they all got just destroyed to bits. Well, and so and yeah, they they couldn't. Th th there's been talk today, well, in the last twenty four hours that the Russians may be reassessing whether or not they are even going to attempt Kiev anymore um, yeah. or whether they're going to consolidate their efforts only to those Eastern provinces that they, right. that are, that they recognize the independence of at the beginning of this whole thing. Right. Um, there is a map. I mean, but by, by the way, Washington post has a pretty, pretty good map that shows, um, you know, where the offensive uh, offensives are, where, uh, you know, the areas of defense that, uh, the Ukrainians have set up, uh, you know, the areas of fortified, fortified defense and where, you know, what, what the advances have been and so forth. And, and they even show some maps in certain, 
cities, for example, where you can see, you know, the damage that's been inflicted on the different areas where they have been hit the hardest, you know, and so forth. So I, I would encourage uh, people to go there. But 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 it, but it shows basically uh, there, uh, you know, uh, significant areas of defense around most of these big cities that the uh, that the uh, that the Russians have been trying to advance, uh, and that basically they just have not made any progress. And like you mentioned, that they've just being in some places specifically more around Kiev than anything that they're being pushed back. And you can also see in the map, I think the one thing that's very interesting is just all the Ukrainian territory where they basically have not been able to do anything at all. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which is a a significant amount, especially in Western Ukraine, in central Ukraine, where they, they just haven't been able to do jack shit. Uh, just, just nothing. I mean, they're, they're not even close to, uh, to doing anything there. So, well, so that's, no, but, but in it, the meantime, it, in the places where they are, they're continuing to shell civilian areas, all of this kind of stuff the, you know, there are reports of them taking mass numbers of people and taking them back to Russia. Um, there there's, you know, so I don't want to, the fact that there's not much movement going on in terms of where the lines of control are, doesn't mean that lots of people aren't still dying and suffering every single day. Oh, yeah, day. yeah. No, 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 absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I mean, because, there, listen, there, there, this entire thing, as you mentioned, they're changing their tactic. It's changed into this entire thing, as we mentioned before. They are continuing, and it's very clear. And and radio transmissions that we intercepted, um, because they're in the clear air, about what the Russians are doing, showed very clearly that they are just what we have said that they have given up on this effort of really trying to uh take over territory and are just shooting indiscriminately because they just can't advance on on the ukrainians and and, and just uh to put this out there, there there are lots of places that are talking about the various um radio intercepts and things like that but specifically the new york times investigative unit put a multimedia presentation together that yeah. was really compelling it's like a nine minute video if you watch it yes. uh you know where they go through all kinds of intercepts that they have that they've been able to confirm by matching them against and, other things and yeah you know, and like, what it actually happened that they, like, they know. You know, just, just an example because there, there are places online that you can find on twitter that have sort of posted some raw stuff that they found from the Russians. But what the New York times did is like, if there's a Russian that's saying, you know, I'm abandoning my vehicle here and I'm running away. The New York times will confirm that they found that video at this place. And there were pictures of it, the, you know, whatever. And like cross-reference these things together to, to verify that it was, you know, it refers to real events that happened and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to just being radio chatter for misinformation or whatever. Um, it's very, very compelling stuff, but just reemphasizes the kind of stuff we were talking about last week. Uh, and frankly, that's been accelerating since the beginning about just how disorganized the Russian effort has been, uh, communication problems, coordinate coordination problems of various sorts, supply line issues, uh, personnel who don't know what they're doing or why they're doing, uh, leadership that's not in control. Uh, I saw another report, uh, you know, in the last few days talking about how, uh, it looks like there's almost no coordination between the ground forces, the Navy and the air force. They're just all, all doing their own thing. 
I mean, that was one thing that was in those recordings that was very, you know, that was very clearly heard. You had Russians, ground troops pleading for air support because they're getting killed. They're just, you know, they're getting the shit kicked out of them and they were pleading for air support and it's just none was coming. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, and, and it does look like the Russians are sort of recalibrating what their demands are in the negotiations that we talked about last week, recalibrating how they're doing, uh, what they're doing on the ground. Uh, there, there is talk about they're trying to pull in reinforcements from various places and things like that, since they're losing so much, both in personnel and equipment. Um, and, you know, we, we've already talked about how, you know, how, you know, how long can the Russians keep this up? Um, and, since we talked about that before, I want to pivot to a slightly different direction, it, which is, can the Ukrainians actually not just keep it at a stalemate, but can they win? And if so, what well, the define winning, I define winning, push the Russians the hell out of Ukraine, may, maybe not out of Crimea, but out of everywhere else. I think that it's very possible. That they will, I mean, I think that that is very possible. I actually, I will say it's highly likely that in, given what we have heard that the Russians are trying to refocus, it's highly likely that the Ukrainians will be able to push them out of, uh, around Kharkiv and Kiev, that they will be able to just, you know, reclaim that territory. I mean, maybe the area that was already under control by separatists before this invasion, they might not, Um, you know, and we talked about whether, you know, does the peace deal that comes out of this involve Ukraine saying, okay, we give up on Crimea, we give up on those two areas that Russia recognized as independent um, or not. And I, and, you know, obviously Ukraine doesn't want to do that. Um, but would at this point Russia settle for that? And I guess part of the question Ukraine has to answer for themselves is if they feel like they could actually kick the Russians out of there too, because they're winning and they're kicking the Russians ass. Um, why would they agree to that? I think just because just- of the continued loss of life that is just happening at this, like right now. And if there is some way to arrive at some kind of uh, a, a peace deal that also does something that does ensure their security. Uh, because I will say that if I, if I were Zelensky, I would flat out say, if there's any peace deal or we, you know, we stop at these borders, either there's a UN peacekeeping mission in the, in the middle, or this is not we're not signing off on this. Yeah. Or we're not going to agree to the neutrality demands or something. We, exactly. we will have, we will have a, whether Either or not you want us to be admit- neutral, then there's gotta be, then there has to be a UN peacekeeping, peacekeeping in the middle. So we are protected. We're not just going to sit here, you know, be here like sitting ducks again. Or even if we're not technically in NATO, in NATO, we still have some sort of security arrangement with NATO countries. Exactly. Right. You know, um, and I don't know. I think that the one that's more acceptable, I think, you know, in the middle is having a UN peacekeeping force. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that that, you know, you, you know, keeps it in a way that 
their security is insured and, um, well, you get a multinational force, you bring in, you know, the whole bunch of countries, including some that maybe have been standing neutral on the sidelines. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at you, India at this moment, like right now, uh, where, okay, great. You want peace? Beautiful. Then, you know, commit to, to this in order to maintain the peace here. Yeah. I, I, and honestly, I don't think they're there yet. Uh, either the Russians or the Ukrainians. Uh, I mean, they, they, I think they may not be there yet, but, but I think that as we talk about as Russia keeps changing, what the hell is a victory? And look, Putin will define a victory of some sort. As whatever happens. <laughs> whatever the fuck, you know? So, um, yeah, e- e- even, if, even if the Russians have to run kicking, e- e- run screaming from Ukraine and give up absolutely everything, he'll be like, yeah, but we taught him a lesson. Exactly. Yes. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like, I, they're not there yet. Uh, maybe some kind of deal is there. Uh, what I have heard repeatedly is that, you know, there's there's a, a question of whether NATO and the U.S. are ready for a mindset shift, though, to support a win scenario from Ukraine as as opposed to a, you know, some kind of settlement scenario like you're talking about um because like if we if if we were to put an actual win on the table which is roll not just you know okay we'll be neutral and yes the russians get to get some territory but actually roll the russians back to where they were in order to do that the level of support of military support to Ukraine has to continue to increase. It's already increased quite a bit, but it has to continue to increase quite a bit more uh, in order to get to the point where it's not just they're pushing them back a little bit here and there, but where they're actually like completely, yeah, push them right back out to where they started. Right. Well, I would hope they, 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 they do, but, but, you know, look, I, I think, Obviously, it is a much better uh, negotiating uh, situation to be able to push them back. And at some point, you want to, I mean, you want to try to negotiate from a position of strength. Well, and, um, and, also, and also the question keeps coming up is, do they, do they, do the Russians implode on their own, continue to implode on their own? They're, they keep losing equipment. They keep losing people. They keep losing generals. I think that there is a know? big, I mean, there, there is a, um, look, there's a significant likelihood that that happens. Uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely not a trivial chance. I mean, right? hell, I'd put it at close to 50% at this point because they are so hierarchical and not changing in their method of, of operating and so poorly coordinated. And obviously those troops are just, uh, they, they, they have no discipline, poor training, poor coordination, zero motivation. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's highly possible. Right. Uh, I mean, it, and like I mentioned, look, that when they are having already to start drawing troops from georgia which is one place that they invaded also they're having to pull that shit out because they're running out of shit i mean 
I mean, how bad of a sign do you want than that? <laughs> I mean, they've been at this for over a month. And they've been calling the Chinese for help. They they are drawing now other stuff from other places. They're 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 I mean the the incompetence of their air force is just eye opening. I mean I I I mean I, I I've known you know just because of what I've known about Russia that whatever aerial capabilities that were exaggerated to a certain extent. I think it was disexaggerated. I mean, look, they're, they couldn't, I mean, if they couldn't take any NATO country and, and, and their assault, I mean, if they took an assault by a country that was armed with U.S. weapons, they, mm-hmm. they would be done so quickly. It just, I mean, it would, it wouldn't last a week. At, and so, at least not from what they're showing so far. Yeah. Um. You know, and you know, they, 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 there keeps being talk about. Well, what if they start using tactical nukes and all this kind of stuff, um, or chemical weapons or things like that, and whether or not, um, you know, at this point is Putin's best option to do this, the what they call escalate to de-escalate, which apparently is like part of the Russian playbook. Um, well, listen, last get, week, listen, listen, tr- it, 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 last week, part of what Putin has been trying to do recently was he was trying to, to draw the West into, yes, there, right. there, yes. There, there, yeah, I, I think it's a number of statements that have come out uh, seem to be indicated to, you know, you, you, you'd think that the last thing that the Russians would want is to for NATO to step in. But I think there, if if NATO actually started directly involving them in Ukraine, yep. involving themselves in Ukraine, um, this is exactly what would be needed internally within Russia to rally everybody behind the cause. Yes. You know, yes. in a way that right now is... You know, yeah, they're they're arresting everybody who protests and such, so people aren't going to be speaking openly about it, except for some very brave people. Um, but like, if you really want to draw anybody in, you, you know, like right now, you know, there we talked about all of the ways that Russia is trying to hide the truth of what's going on from their population, but you know, things get through, um, and so it, it, it's. There's a lot of uncertainty, and there's even people within Putin's administration who have resigned and left the country in the last week. Um, and and so, yeah, the one thing that can bring everybody together is say, oh, well, look, now it's not just Ukraine. All right. of these other, you know, the U.S. is attacking us now. Exactly. And the U.K. and Germany. and You would, this, you would love nothing more right now than to be able to, to have that said. Look, we are, you know, battling away the, you know, evil Western whatever fucking invader thing, whatever they call us. Exactly. And, and look, you know, you, you get all of this. Even, and, and, and here. Like there's still lots of people calling for us to dramatically increase our involvement and saying, you know, and and they give all kinds of good, compelling reasons. And we've, we've talked about like, 
you know, the aversion to World War Three that yeah, and the generational divide there and stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, I continue to believe that Biden is actually doing a really good job navigating this in terms of giving the Ukrainians enough support to do what they're needing to do, but not so much to give Putin the excuse to completely widen this conflict. Exactly right. You I, know? I, I 100% agree. And you you can argue about details and, you know, it, can they can you, can we please send them those Polish fighter jets or whatever or or very specific things, but I think, you know, what we're seeing right now is Biden not taking the bait. Yeah. You know, and and rallying Europe and, you know, he just announced today um, you know, they're doing a deal in order to be able to the U.S. to be able to close a significant part of the gap uh, uh, of Russian gas uh, mm. by, by U.S. exports. Uh, and also, and, you know, and, and, also and Germany, Germany to announced, bring the Qataris uh, as yeah. well into the mix. I mean, Ger- Germany announced a plan to basically uh, wean themselves off Russian uh, exports entirely now. It's a two-year timetable. You can't do these things overnight. But, uh, I mean, I guess they could if they absolutely had to. Uh, but it would be catastrophic for the European economy if they did it, like, instantly. Um, but, you know, they're clearly, you know, there's so many places where Europe has basically said, okay, if this is how it's going to be, we have to completely change so many things about how we've been operating and they're starting to do so. Yeah. Which is what, I mean, I've, I've argued for that in this show for years. I've talked about this. Uh, and I'm finally glad that it's finally happening at this point. Uh, you know, and, and, look, and honestly, this is the kind of thing too. It will be very interesting to see. Like, if let's say you Ukraine gets resolved relatively quickly, now that's optimistic scenario. It may drag out a long time, but let's say it's resolved quickly. Do the Europeans go back and say, "Oh, well, things are good again now," or do they say, "You know, now that we've seen this, we can never get ourselves into that kind of position again," and When the first oil shock happened in the 1970s, okay, uh, in the early 70s, uh, gasoline consumption in the United States um, basically dropped uh, and stayed low for 20 years. Right. We we never went back to those levels. Um, So, and... uh, it was finally, it wasn't until the 90s when um, gas got really cheap um, and, you know, cars started just using more gas in the U.S. People started building faster, more powerful cars that we actually started consuming more gasoline. So we spent a period of well over a decade where we did economic growth without actually using more fuel. Um and then it grew until like the late 2000s. And then our gasoline consumption has actually started, has been trending down again, even though the economy has grown. Yeah, I, um, I think what, one, of, one of the keys in all of this is 
Um, yes, places like Europe needs to wean themselves off the Russian source of fossil fuels, but they should take this opportunity to get even more aggressive than they already were in terms of getting off fossil fuels entirely. I yes. mean, because that's and clearly I, I where we all have to go. That, that is, I, I think if you don't want a bigger impetus towards that, to show how by, you know, being dependent on energy sources that are basically coming from autocratic, you know, uh, countries run by psychopathic dictators, okay, is a bad <laughs> fucking plan, okay? This is your signal, again, to remind you how bad this is, okay? Right. Yep. Okay, any last things to say on Ukraine? I think we can just end the show. I think we, you know, yep. this, this last, rather than have a you and me, like I was looking at what I might pick for another and uh, whatever anyway. So l- l- let's uh, let's end it. Any last Ukraine thoughts before we close out the show? The last Ukraine thoughts. Uh, well, Biden's out there. Yeah. Uh, Biden's you know, in Poland as we're recording, I believe. He's in Poland. Um they had the he's NATO meeting, the and now he's at the he, NATO he, meeting. I guess he's visiting refugees or something. Yeah. Well, he was visiting the troop, uh, uh, you know, troops out in the front as well. They had some some pictures of him with him and seeing refugees. Well, just, just, just to be clear, by the way, we had a you, you, you know, use the word front. Let, you use the word front. Let's be careful. He was visiting NATO troops. Well, he was in visiting Poland. the front line. He was visiting the front line in terms of the you know he he got as close to the border with Ukraine as basically you, sh- you reasonably expected to to get. Um, yeah, but uh, I, I guess the one thing that was announced uh, that's important is the. Um, they were going to take a hundred thousand Ukrainian refugees at the moment. And, um, that we would also provide funding to help refugees stay there. I know many people had been, uh, asking for more than a hundred thousand, but I, I actually, I'm pretty sure that most of the Ukrainians that are emigrating. would probably like to stay in Europe if possible. instead of. Yeah, I, I think so. But what, one thing that was pointed out on a hundred thousand, uh, is that it's, it's imp- the way they do it is a little bit misleading. Like the it's up to a hundred thousand, but in terms of what the U S has actually been doing compared to their up to numbers, the last few years, we've only actually been settling like 10, 20% of the numbers we could be, uh, based on those. And even the state department confirmed that the hundred thousand wasn't necessarily going to be all right away. That might be over a course of many years, et cetera. So, you know, it sounds like a nice big number, but these things are not necessarily fast. And specifically, the U.S. program for refugee resettlement ha- was cut way, way down during the Trump well, administration, and it hasn't been built back up yet. Well, and I, well, I think that, well, that's that's one of the things that I was going to say. It's just that's part of the problem where that cut, cut program got got gutted so badly that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to take a while, but but I, I think my whole point is that there is a commitment to to. To accept definitely more refugees at this point. I don't know if we're going to meet the numbers, but definitely there is a. And and I think in terms of refugees, too, I mean, and this is always the case. I mean, almost everybody who leaves that kind of scenario starts out wanting to go back home. Yes. They want the situation to be over and to go back home. Um, 
often it turns out to be impossible and they end up resettling permanently. Uh, I think you're right. Even then, you know, they'd like to stay closer to home if they could, you know, stay in Poland rather than, you know, go a continent away to the United States or whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, some will want to come to the United States. Some will, they'll migrate all so over the world. Maybe I have family but, in the U.S. or so, whatever. Yeah, so I get, I get that. I mean, yeah, so family that, or a job or whatever, right. blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. There are all mm-hmm. kinds of reasons that people will end up all over the world. Um, but, you know, we're still at the stage where we're just over a month into this thing. Uh, I would imagine that most of the refugees were, will still hold out the hope that they're actually going to end up back home. And not somewhere else. Right. Uh, we'll see what's actually possible. And that depends very much on how this all plays out over the next few months. I mean, like right now, even, even if the war ended tomorrow, you know, many of these people have no place to go back to because their homes have been destroyed. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's a mess. And, uh, uh, it's it's a, a a huge migration. Uh, you know the the of I've seen people say that's the biggest migration of this type in Europe since World War II. Um, you know, obviously you had the the sort of Syrian situation was also a lot of refugees going on. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Um, and you know. Yeah, we've said this could be short, could be long. Uh, cross your fingers, I guess, for short. I mean, you know, you you want the immediate death and destruction to end as quickly as possible, and uh, for for the the, dip, the diplomats to take over instead of instead of the military. But anyway, I think that's it. Um, so. The end of the show, the usual things at the end. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, go to curmudgeons-corner.com. You'll find our Twitter, our email, our Facebook, all of that kind of stuff. And my my dog apparently wants to get in on this conversation too, but I'm going to power through. Um, and uh, on our on our website, you can also find a link to our Patreon, uh, which is where you can uh, donate a little bit of money to the Curmudgeons Corner cause. Um, and, uh, at various levels, you can get, uh, a postcard, a mug, us mentioning you on the show. And quite importantly, at $2 a month or more, uh, you will, or, or if you just contact us and ask us, and blah, 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 my dog is distracting me. Yes. Um, <laughs> at $2 a month or more, uh, if, uh, or if you ask us nicely through any of the ways I mentioned before, uh, we will invite you to our Comedians Corner Slack, uh, which we mentioned earlier in the show where Yvonne and I and a few of our listeners are chatting throughout the week and sharing links and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, so real quick, Yvonne, name a few things that we talked about on the Comedians Corner Slack that we have not spoken about on the show. Uh, I shared a story that apparently Windows requires a minimum of eight hours online to update successfully. Eight hours. Eight you hours. You that just seems weird. I, I, I mean, I, I mentioned in, in, I was in DC a few weeks ago. I installed, I helped set up a, a Windows computer that started out on Windows 10. Microsoft said this. I read it in the article. Did a whole bunch of updates and then upgraded to Windows 11 to... And I don't remember it taking 
quite that long, but maybe, I don't know. Anyway, but that's what they said. Uh, uh, There was a murder suspect shot by Indian River County deputies that claimed to be defending Julius Caesar. I saw that, but I didn't click through it. It just it, it okay. said something that that, that this this guy uh, over there uh, was apparently uh, defending uh, some uh, uh, property for Julius Caesar. I, I I'm, I'm shitting you not that that that's what the guy said. Uh, okay, uh, fine. I, mean, I just I I. So some some people have issues. I, I don't think he was actually talking to Julius Caesar. He he, he said that it was related to you know. So anyway, um, okay. So uh, so that was uh, uh, uh one thing. Um, um, we didn't mention, but we shared a story that Putin was demanding payment and payments in rubles and uh, Bitcoin and, and Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh, and also um, um. I shared a story that uh, I didn't realize that recently uh, uh, that uh, Elon Musk had crossed the Brimley cocoon line as well <laughs> as I did last yes. year. Um, so, yeah. So Elon Musk, like myself, we crossed the Brimley cocoon line. I don't understand how the guy was 50 when he did that movie and he looked like he was 80. I, I don't. I don't, I don't, that, that's just still bizarre. Anyway. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of more Tesla stuff, I shared this video. I don't know if you saw the video of this guy who rented together with a group of people rented a Tesla model S and basically decided to drive, uh, through a neighborhood where there was a, a steep hill and then it went down on the other side. And they launched the Tesla into the air and crashed it and destroyed it to bits. Oh, nice. nice. And crashed several vehicles. Um, and, you know, yeah, uh, that was quite interesting. Uh, they're still searching for these guys. I guess they rented it on Turo, I think, or something like that. I, I, I think the owner is going to be quite upset. Okay. Um, um so that that was one, and uh, oh oh, this one was cool. I did watch part of the video uh, that uh, NASA rolled the the Artemis one moon rocket out to the launch pad, right? And yeah. it, it, it's its first uh, launch is going to be uh, just in a couple months, I guess. Yes, in a couple of months, and and this is it's going to be it's going to go to the moon. It's going to be uncrewed and well, it's going to loop around the moon. Right, right, right. You know, it's not uh, landing, but yeah, it's not landing. It won't have people in it. It's the first test flight, but it's going to go around the moon and back. And then if all goes well with that, I mean, the timeline for actually, it's yeah, the, 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 soon. yeah, Artemis two, which would be the first ones, first one with humans, which would not land on the moon, but would also again, go around the moon. Uh, it would be like a year later and then Artemis three, which would be another moon landing for the first time in like almost 50 years. No more uh, than 50 years. Is it more? I thought, I thought the last time yeah, was 72, 70, 72, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, it was so 72. it will. Yeah. It's 72, 20. Yeah. So it's, a, it's about 50 years now. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so it will be certainly over 50 by the time they do it. But uh, in December you know, 1972. Yeah, that's, you know, it'll be more than 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. So but it, it'll be the first time in that. It, so if all goes well, we may only be two or three years away or three or four, something like that uh, from the next moon landing. I got to admit, I found this quite exciting. And uh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, this will be so exciting. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm excited about this. Cause you know, I don't know about you, but I don't remember the December, 1972 moon landing. Uh, no, 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 I do not know. <laughs> the first launch that I remember really seeing on TV was the space shuttle to Columbia. Yeah. The first space shuttle in 1980 or whenever it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. 1980. Yeah. 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 I, I remember. And obviously the, the first moon landing was before you or I were born. Yeah. We were not alive. Yes. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, uh, and I guess uh, two additional notes I'll have. Uh, While we were recording here, uh, it was confirmed that in my town, uh, Mm -hmm. in in Everett, Washington, there was a police officer killed in the line of duty. There was some sort of shooting at the community college or something. And uh, I've seen conflicting reports about whether he was shot or whether the suspect ran him over with a car but in any case, the the officer was killed today here. Uh, so that's that's going on in my local community right now. Um, and apparently the suspect has been caught or whatever. He's in custody. I, I, I don't know. Uh, this is one of those things where it only happened a few hours ago. So all the information is still like not quite settled. And so it's unclear exactly what happened. But uh uh, so that happened. And also I, I'm not, uh, a, you know, I don't, I don't know about these things. I don't follow them, but I saw a breaking news alert that Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters died. Uh, I, I, okay, he, he was 50 years old. Yeah. That's who died. I was like, I just saw a post about that. I would. Okay. Yeah. I so he, one. I guess he was the drummer of that band. Or yes. Something. Yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah. all right. And, and that's, that's all, it. That's, that's all we got. It. That's what we got. Thanks everybody for listening to yet another curmudgeons corner and uh, stay safe. All of that kind of stuff. Oh, you know, one of these days we'll talk pandemic again, but not today. Uh, (laughs) Stay safe everybody. And we will talk to you again next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. That's it. Goodbye. Not again. Okay. We're not singing this time. Bye, everyone. Yeah, I cut it out. Goodbye.